0: A lacrosse shirt today for the coach. Hi, Bill. How are you? What's up, coach?
1: Good, Glenn. Christian, how are we doing?
0: How's the Croatian Where's lacrosse Lou? doing? Uh, Lose uh, uh, off today. Took a sick day. Congratulations. 18 years now in the uh, postseason. I guess that's what it's all about getting to the postseason, and you tie uh, Tom Landry. So uh, it's quite an accomplishment. A lot of postseason games.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Well, so it's, uh, it's a lot of good players playing a lot of good football. So. Um. You know, once again, yesterday I thought our our players stepped up and, you know, we got good contributions from all three units, played good complimentary football, you know, turned the ball over, got it in the end zone, had some field position in the kicking game, had a big turnover in the kicking game. So, um, you know, we played, played some complimentary football. We're going to have to keep doing that.
2: You know, one of the, the things that we were just looking for is progress. We've been talking it for a while. The offense gets five yards per carry, uh, really did a good job just running the football. How, how how much of that is uh you know gets you excited about it and can you build on that moving forward?
1: Uh well we'll see. It's uh it's a different challenge each week and, and the Buffalo defense presents a lot of a lot of challenges. As we know, they're probably the best defense that we'll see all year and um, they're they're tough, so we'll see what we can do against them. But it was good to as I said, be able to play complimentary football and and uh you know, make enough plays to win in Cincinnati.
0: Your defense has been tremendous. Um, Four picks yesterday. Of course, special teams also got you the ball back, and you were able to get points on that. It seems like every week, though, you're relying on the defense, really, to either score or give you a short field for your offense. Can you continue to do that, Bill, especially when you're going up against some of these better teams that can put a lot more points? Their offense can put a lot more points on the board.
1: Yeah, well, again, we'll see. That's that's why we play the games. But um, that's our our goal defensively is to go out there and – uh, not just stop the offense but to take the ball away and of course it's you know you can't do that on every series but you try to do it as many times as you can during the game we um, had some opportunities that um in the past couple of games some that we've gotten some that we didn't uh yesterday was you know when where the ball fluttered up in the air and a lot of times i could have been yeah. an interception it came down in Mixon's hands and uh you know we had a couple against uh kansas city that uh and you know, we're close on the on the screen pass. We're close to getting the ball out there, but it somehow bounces back to him. So, some of those you get, some you don't. We just got to keep hustling, to get as many guys around the ball as we can, and take advantage of our opportunities. And I thought that uh, you know Gilmore uh, and J.C. Jackson, both all four of those interceptions were were really good plays on the ball. Uh, they were tough catches, or they were um, catches where we went up and high pointed the ball and, and took it away from the receiver. And so that's you know that's really good football, and those guys. Uh, you know, they did a great job there, and the and the fumbled punt, uh, you know, that's kind of I'd say another cause turnover. You know, sometimes you get a turnover just because the offense uh, makes a mistake, mm-hmm. and you capitalize on it. And then there's other times where you you make a great play, uh, or players make great plays to get the ball, and. um you know, I felt like we made made some outstanding plays yesterday to, to take it away from him.
0: I know we talked a couple of weeks ago about Stefan Gilmore and how he studies films and how he knows exactly the routes, and you could see that yesterday. He talked about it after the game. He anticipated he was a step ahead, which is amazing. I'm wondering, getting a guy like that, and he's been such a shutdown corner, they're talking about him now as Defensive Player of the Year. Does that change the way that you can game plan defensively i know in the past you've had put two guys let's say on the best receiver the guy you want to take out in this case you put a lot of man coverage with gilmore uh, for, for an example on boy yesterday on the better receiver does he give you a little bit more liberty to do some things in game planning
1: well if you can do that if you think if you can match up they feel like you can match up to the receivers then that that allows you a little more flexibility in coverage and you don't have to double a particular guy because you, you can match up to him. So, again, each week has its own challenges, and uh, it's not just the player. It's uh, the way he's used in their scheme and where they locate him and so forth. So uh, sometimes those things are more advantageous or match up better than others. Uh, but Steph's a very um, – uh, he's a versatile player, and he's shown uh, last year and even more so this year uh, – the ability to, to play different spots, to play in the slot, to play uh, different types of zone coverages that um, we hadn't, he hadn't done before. And he's um, adjusted and, and embraced those um, those coverages as well. So he's really done a good job for us this year.
2: If you, if you were going to start a team and you have to start with a defensive player, would, what position would you draft first, assuming that all the positions, of the, all the players that you could choose from were great? What would be the, What position do you think would be the most important for you? Yeah,
1: no, that's a great question. Um, they're, look, they're all on board. And so, anytime you can get a good player, uh, honestly, anytime you think you can get a good player at any position, uh, you're happy to have them. Uh, so, um,
2: he's yeah. he always, he, I, mean, I've, I know I've talked to you about this before, but he just, he reminds me of Tim Duncan. Like, he just, he used to, the people call Tim Duncan no emo, no emotion. He just runs out there, does his thing, and doesn't get overly excited, doesn't get, you know, too down on himself. He just goes to work and, Gilmore, even when he was describing the, the patterns and, you know, how he knew what he was going to run, it was like, it's just like tying his shoes. It's like it's no big deal for him. It's just what he does. I, it's just – it's he's just a unique individual, I guess, is my point. And I don't know if you saw it the same way.
1: Well, as you know, uh, Kristen, you, you got to have a short memory at the corner position. And uh, um, everybody's going to kind of catch a pass, and it's just like being a quarterback. Everybody's going to – every quarterback's going to throw an interception, you know. It's like and run back. Every running back's going to fumble at some point. I mean, you're going to have plays, and you have to have a short memory, learn from it, and move on and compete on the next play, and I think Steph does a great job of that. Um, he goes from play to play, and you just can't have any any letdowns. You can't have any lapses. The, the quarterbacks and the receivers in this league are too good. Uh, if you're not on top of your game, yeah, I mean, really anybody can get you. So um, that focus, the uh, down in, down out, uh, because let's face it, as a corner, you're not involved in every play. But the ones you're involved in are critical plays. So yeah. that's that's the nature of the position. Yeah, that is um
2: I always felt like that, that was easier said than done. Right. So even it even is. even if I drop a pass, I remember like if if someone I was with or mentoring or my son or whatever is like, ah oh, you know, get it out of your head, just catch the next one. And then I remember how certain times I would go into the tank or other guys would go in the tank and as many times as I would tell them, forget about it, go on to the next one, they almost like they just have to like some guys are better prepare to get themselves out of those funks than others
1: yeah agreed but uh, we all know you have to do that and dropping a pass stops a series and giving up a completion allows a series or allows a touchdown or whatever happens to be to continue so they're all tough plays bad calls uh, by coaches are are tough to get over to it you know you've let something happen that you don't want to let happen uh, and a lot of times it's your fault but you just have to Put that behind you, move on, and go compete on the next play. And you know, none of us play a perfect game or coach a perfect game. So there's always things you can do better, but you try to minimize those mistakes that you make and not repeat them. But you have to go forward and compete on the next down and and the next series. So that's that's a big part of it.
0: So Christian usually asks you the uh, Nikhil Harry question. So I'll throw it out there, oh, taking one. it away from, I'll we'll steal it from him. Uh, <laughs> I <have> uh, one. <laughs> you had him in the running game yesterday. You obviously utilized him more in the passing game, and he seemed to make a great move in the back end of the end zone with an extended play because Tom had a lot of time to throw, and he was able to get uh, free. Are you starting to get a sense? that he's starting to, as he's getting out there, he's starting to pick up a little bit more of the nuances of the game, which are pretty difficult throwing a guy in there at, you know, three-quarters into the season.
1: Yeah, when well, Nikhil's uh, worked hard, he's he gets better every time he goes on the field. Um, and he's got a long way to go, but he's, he's making progress every day. And um, it's a variety of things, whether it's route running, uh, catching, finishing, uh, ball carrying, blocking. Recognizing coverages and so forth, so uh, he continues to improve. And uh, on the touchdown catch, he, uh, you know, we had a, he was on the back side of a three by one formation, so we had a pattern on the front side, and he was running a, a corner route. And then um, we had good protection. Tom's able to extend the play a little bit, and then when he he broke back, Webb tried to jam him out of bounds, which is a good play by Webb. And you know, Keel did a real good job of um, dropping his weight, playing through contact, and not getting shoved out of bounds. So that he could come along the end line, and then uh, ultimately Tom hit him, and, and he made a, you know a diving catch for a touchdown there. But uh, that play could have been over with, and it might have been over with a month ago, or two months ago, or uh, at another point in time when he you know didn't have the awareness and didn't uh, react as quickly as he did yesterday on that on that scramble for the touchdown. So. Um, Webb did the right thing. Webb tried to push him out of bounds. He just couldn't quite get him out, and Nakiel dropped his weight and stayed in and played through it. So it was a good, you know, it was a good play. And um, those little things like that, they don't they don't show up uh, until they show up with a catch. But they're there are little things that um, he can improve on, that every receiver can improve on, and you know, sooner or later, those will pay off for you. So one of the uh, one of the plays I thought, one of the series
2: uh, that I thought was pretty interesting was in the second quarter. Cincinnati has the ball. Like 11:21 left on the clock, uh, third. They've been moving the ball pretty good, running the football. It was obviously they were they they'd committed to running the football. And you talked about Joe Mixon. That guy's a talent. But you guys and get him really in a third is. and two, right? They get a yard, and then you have a fourth and one situation, and then you hold them for no gain. Was that because of just all the adjustments that you were doing on the sideline um, that enabled you guys to make come up with that big stop? Or was that just the defense? You know,
1: just individual effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, adjustments don't do anything on third and one. You well, I'm talking about during the
2: other series. You know, because yeah, yeah, they had they scored on their first two series. Yeah, we you know. Yeah, uh,
1: they they had we had some. Um, you know, they started with a little different um, attack than what they used. Not you know, revolutionary, but they had a couple of wrinkles in there. More 12 personnel than – I mean, they'd been a very heavy 11 personnel team, but they were in 12. That wasn't that unexpected. I thought we had them a couple of times, and we couldn't quite uh, make the play. We missed a couple of tackles. mixing ran well, and uh, and then they scored on a third and three that, um, you know, that uh, Carter uh, caught and fell in for a touchdown. So that was that. Was that. But the third and two was – um you know, it was an inside running play. I think it was one that, you know, we expected and, and uh Juwan Bentley came up and really made a you know, made a good play, um, played with good leverage, came off, made the tackle, you know, Danny, Lawrence Guy, those guys played strong in there and then on the on the fourth down play we went to a goal line defense and uh, the Bengals were in tight and uh, Adam Butler uh had a nice charge and he, he kinda of submarined in the uh, A gap uh to the uh defensive left side of the center, left A-gap and then uh, Danny Shelton as Jordan was blocking down on him, Michael Jordan was blocking down on him, Danny uh, kind of got a good um, got a good charge and, and, you know, knocked him back stood him up and knocked him back and came off and made the tackle, Danny really made the hit and then uh, a couple other guys like Tower and Wise, you know, kind of fell in there and kept from going falling forward, so uh, it was two kind of different plays but both played very well and where he just went up there and defeated blockers and and stopped a strong runner and didn't let him go forward, and that's something that we hadn't done too much earlier in the game. So, uh, but those were two good plays, and it was a big momentum swing for us to be able to, you know, to stop a team who was running the ball on two running plays right up the gut. It was, um, you know, that really was kind of think defensively. You could hear everybody talking on the sideline. Yeah, that. the That's what we need to, be, to do. Yeah. We, we need should have done this earlier, and you know, we just got to step up here and and start playing with more. More physicality, aggressiveness on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and because yeah. just
2: to add to it, then the, the offense gets the ball back and they go down right. and kick a field goal. Then you can kind of feel Cincinnati going, "Oh, so this is going to be a, a bigger. Uh, this is going to be a fight." So I thought that series was interesting based on the defense, how well they played, and then the offense. Yeah, it.
1: I think really you hit it, Christian. It was uh, another example of complementary football. Yeah, um, make the stop, go down, and kick a field goal, uh, get the punt. Um, and and score before the half. Um, good kickoff coverage. Uh, get them get the Bengals backed up on a twelve thirteen yard line, whatever it was. And Bethel makes the tackle. Uh, then intercept the pass and run back for a score. Uh, so you know those kind of plays where the the offense, defense, and special teams kind of played off each other and took advantage of the field position that was created, or um, one side got it and the other side was able to take advantage of it. Uh, those are. You know that that's what winning football is. I think you just
2: just defined complimentary football for that's everyone who has been. I mean, honest, honest to God, we talk about complimentary <laughs> football all the time, and I think you just defined it for everybody.
1: Yeah, you, know, you know the onside kick. Um, I mean, it, it you know it didn't turn out to be a good kick, but you know we got the ball in good field position there. Um, you know, ran Rex made an excellent run to you know break the uh, tackle there. Um, you know, by the free safety and. And went in and scored. So, again, it's however you get the field position, you get it, whether it's a turnover or a special teams play, and then offensively taking advantage of it defensively. If you get it from uh, good kickoff coverage or punt coverage and you haven't backed up, to be able to go in there and keep that field position and, and get the ball back for the offense in good field position. So... Uh, those are all complimentary things that, uh, like I said, that's what winning football brings.
0: Complimentary football. The um, halftime, you got two oh six left when you take over the ball. You run a running play in the first. You get the two minute warning, and then you go end up going three and out basically. Something yeah. that we're not accustomed to seeing you guys do in that two minute drill. But then your special teams almost blocks the punt. Then you get the fumble, you pick it up. Now you get a third down situation. Brady gets sacked. You've got uh, a forty six yard field goal you need. And Nick Folk bails you out.
1: Yeah, Nick's, uh, Nick's hit the ball well. And, uh, you know, last week coming back off the uh, the week that he missed uh, before in Houston, so coming back last week in Kansas City, I felt like he, you know, really did a good job for us, but maybe wasn't, you know, quite 100%. Um, but good enough to kick. Uh, this week, I think, the way he hit the ball in practice, and just you could tell by the way he was feeling that, you know, he felt good. And, and uh, those are big kicks for us, and it was great to, great to see him make those. Um, we've been
2: obsessed with the uh, the NFL Network and uh, the top 100 players of all time. And you told an interesting story about Gronk. I just want to know if, if maybe if you can elaborate on it about how he, you know, you took a shot on him, right? Uh, he, he his uh, his visit didn't go that well. He was falling. His was he falling asleep, or did you catch him asleep in the meeting room?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a great visit, but, uh, but you know, I I think that's look when the guys you know how it is uh traveling around cross country going from one team to another getting mris and back x-rays or whatever you know i'm sure it got to him but it just you know it wasn't a great the energy the energy that rob has yeah. as a football player is i would say at a very high level um maybe not the brewski but it's up there it, it's pretty high and you just – we didn't see it. You know, we're kind of like, oh, this guy guy's kind of got the blahs. and
2: <laughs> So you heard about it. But, you're like, what?
1: Yeah. But in the end, uh, once we got him here and once, you know, once he got on the field, uh, you know, Rob was great. I mean, he was really – he was great. He, he had a great career here, but he was a great teammate. Everybody loved him, and, and not because of his war dance and all that, but just because of the way he competed and the type of teammate he was. And and uh, that, So, you know, it's uh, – Sometimes the first impression is not always, the, you know, the best one. So, fortunately, in that case, we um, we we didn't see exactly what we got on the visit. wasn't exactly what, what what the player was, and that probably was a good thing.
0: It's been terrific, though. Receivers this week, quarterbacks in the uh, in the final episode.
1: Yeah, that'll be good.
0: Uh, so, and you were part of the selection uh, committee. Was it you and Madden that were doing most of the work, John Madden, on the older players? Is that true?
1: Well. Um, well we did yes we did some of it uh you know when when all the players are discussed um you know top 100 i mean there are a lot of guys many of whom are in the hall of fame that just a lot of the current people that were on the panel weren't familiar with and um rather than you know talk about them uh, and so forth which there's certainly a lot of merit to that uh you know we said well why don't we kind of split this up and so john and i um looked at some of the you know called the, the two-way players so yeah. pre-war pre-world war Two type guys uh and went through and and watched them play and kind of compared them to each other and even though um that game is a lot different than our game in that time it was a it was a valid comparison you could watch two-way players in the 40s compared to two-way players in the 30s and you know kind of get a feel for it and so uh so we did do that and i watched a lot of footage of those guys and uh, of course, there weren't that many teams in those days. So a lot of times when you saw, you know, players, you could look at more than one guy. And, of course, you had matchups, too, because there were two-way players. So you could see uh, one player literally playing against another player. Yeah. You know, now you can't see, you know, Tom Brady, T- Peyton Manning. Well, they're never on the field at the same time. But, you know, if you want to go back and, and uh, you know, watch Duck, Dutch Clark uh, cover Don Hudson, well, there yeah. it is. I mean, you know, those are two great players. Across, you know, it's like basketball. You can, yep. you can see a great player covering, you know playing against another great player so uh it was it was interesting to do that and then uh so john and i talked about it with a panel we just said you know here's some of the things that we saw and we sent clips and i'm sure other panel members looked at that and so forth so that's kind of i think that's what what they were referring to
0: it's amazing at twenty seven thousand players and you're coming up with 100 oh my god and my guess is when it's over bill there's probably going to be people who are sitting there going, "This guy got screwed, that guy gets screwed," because yeah. you could easily put a second hundred well, the tight ends and alone. Right, and that, that it's right, that, second hundred. It's not going to be that far off that first hundred. I wouldn't no, think.
1: No, that's right, and and it's there's a lot of different ways you can look at it too. There are some players that uh, played for a long time and uh, maybe weren't weren't the very best player, but they played for 15 years. So they have the stats. And then you have, well, or they just had a long, a long productive career. You have other players that played for, you know, five or six years, a uh, Terrell Davis or Gail Sayers or uh, Cecil Osbell, guys like that, that played for, you know, five or six years, and their career was cut short for one reason or another, injury or whatever it was. But in that time, Ernie Nevers, but in that time, they were great players. But it's five years. So how do you compare a five-year right. You know, elite performance to, let's say, a 15-year, you know, very good performance, but maybe not the top, top. You know, and where does that – it's a tough balance. And, um, but the, the the receiver tight end thing for me was, as a coach, was pretty easy. Um, if If every time we played against the player, I said, we've got to double this guy <laughs> – then I, I voted for him. I heard you I mean, say that. I I, heard you well, that say was that. Gonzalez. I, I that was definitely that. Gonzalez. Damn. Yeah, that was Randy Moss. Yeah. That was any players that were uh, every it, like. We cannot not double this guy. Is so, yeah. is
2: that kind of like you know we talk about you know Major League Baseball in the Hall of Fame, and you know it when you see it, right? You just if you have to think about and and maybe debate it, then he's probably not a Hall of Famer. That's kind of kind of the vibe i'm getting right now like you, brandy moss you don't have to think about it tony gonzalez you don't have to think about it and there's other guys that are you may be, they're great but they're just not great special great and special i don't know if that's if you look at it that way or not
1: well again for me i mean i, I haven't coached against all these players but the ones that i coached against and and every single time i said we have to double this guy uh, out here in practice, Gronkowski. I mean, can we it against our offense in, the, in spring and in the in the OTAs or in training camps. We're in the red area. Our players all new. we're we're doubling Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I mean, I know we're playing against our offense, but if we're playing against you know whoever the next great tight end is on some other team, this is the way we got to treat yeah. him. So if he's there, get him. If somebody else is in there for him, then you know, don't worry about it. But if if Rob's in there, we're not going to let you know let Tom throw. You know, seven touchdown passes in one period to him, just because we won't double him. So, those are the kind of guys. Now, some of the players that I didn't play against or coach against, rather, um, you know how how do you feel about them? You know, then it's a little different perspective. Now, you know, we might come out of the game with a guy didn't didn't do much against us because we doubled him every time. But that I wouldn't look at his stats. I would say, well, you know, he he we committed two guys to him. I hope he doesn't have good stats. And the one time we didn't double go double Gonzalez. I think he had 160 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> against us. So, so it's right, that's it for that. we won't be doing that again. So
2: Buffalo this week, um, short week, big game uh, for both of you guys. And they've really done a great job of just building that team, developing their players, bringing in free agents. We talked about Josh Allen when you played him the first time. And I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say he is Lamar Jackson, but sometimes he, the production is the same. Based on how the play ends, because he can run, they don't run the same offense, but he's still really dangerous.
1: Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, the offense really runs through him. He can do a lot of things. And he has an excellent arm. Can can throw the ball. He's a big, strong kid. I think he's you know a, a little different athlete than Jackson, but uh, but both dangerous in their own way, and both can throw the ball well, and uh, they both do a good job of getting the ball to other players on their team uh, who are productive. And so that's really what the problem is when you have to you know, defend five or six guys on every play, it's hard. If you don't have to stop one or two, then, you know, you can kind of, you know, set your defenses to do that and, you know, hopefully be able to do it. But it's it's hard when you got to defend them all. So whether it's, you know, Singletary or Gore in a backfield to uh, Knox, to Beasley, to Brown, to Foster, to McKenzie, uh, to allen, to, you know there's just too many guys that to uh, try to stop them all, so it's tough puts a lot of pressure on you, and they 're in a good scheme uh They do a good job of uh, changing things up and uh making it hard on the defense. They challenge the defense with different personnel with different formations and um you know you saw them try to throw the the double pass in our game, mm-hmm. uh which you know Courtney made a great play on, but they hit it against Dallas for a touchdown and on the Thanksgiving game, so there's enough wrinkles in what they do to to keep you off balance and force you to defend everything. And uh, so it's, it'd be a big challenge for us this week.
0: So we're gonna ask you about the other TV show last week with Nick Saban. So at the beginning of the show, you tell Ken Rogers, the uh, great uh, producer, director for NFL films, just give us some time here and, uh, and it becomes a private conversation which we all heard basically say my team played like uh, you know what for two-thirds of the season so it was a private conversation when did you sit down with ken rogers you and nick and finally say you know what you can include that inside the the actual show
1: Yeah, i forget exactly how it happened uh glenn but it was something along the lines of after i don't know a month or whatever a couple months after we were down there so i was down there for pro day and uh, that's when we did the majority of the filming. Uh, we did it in Nick's office and then um, at his house uh, that night and then the following day during pro day where we were watching the players work out and so forth. Uh, there was a little bit of follow-up there too. So when we first started uh, in his office, you know, they, they had everything set up and and Nick and I hadn't really even seen each other. And I was like, well, let's just give us a couple minutes here. And so then a couple months later or, or sometime down the road, it was like, uh, kind of like, "Hey, Coach, sorry, I, I got some bad news here. You know, our intention was, you know, we all left the room, and we but somehow uh, we left a camera on, and, and we caught some of the, the sure. conversation somehow. that you and Coach Saban had. It's great stuff." And uh, <laughs> it was because, "Because you you have our word that you know we wouldn't use this unless it was approved." And so he went to, he said, "So look, here's a couple things that you know we think would be good for the for the show. Would you are you okay with them?" I mean, he did the same thing to Coach Saban. And um, so whatever, you know, whatever we kind of signed off on, because we didn't know we were being um, overheard at that point, but uh, we acquiesced on a couple of his uh, requests. So it was good, Bill. That's how, that's how it turned out. Maybe well, we Nick, Nick's be, the best. Yeah. Nick's really – Nick's such You guys are such, a lot a of alike, boy. You really are. Uh, I tell you, they, they – I can't believe that they could just take things that we each said separately, you know, fifteen hundred miles apart or whatever and, and it sounds kind of the same. Sounds the same. <laughs> it's kinda of funny talking yeah. to Hightower yeah. and Damian Harris and some of those guys of you know, saying oh yeah, we we heard some of this before and, <laughs> you know it's, you guys have a little different presentation style, but it's a lot of it's the same stuff. Lot it's of like, life. yeah, yep. I guess it is. Yeah. So but you know, Cleveland we were together. I mean it really right. I mean right. that was uh, it was like in stereo, right? <laughs> yeah, and that
0: and when they did that, uh, was it thirty for thirty I can't remember on Cleveland on the Browns or was right. it NFL Films did it? That was terrific too. That was the and of course that last year was oh can only yeah. imagine.
1: But the whole you know, the group that we had there was, was really pretty special from Ozzy to Kirk Ferentz to you know, to Pat Hill to Fresno. You know, yeah. Mike Lombardi mm-hmm. and, you know Phil Savage, and it was just Tom Dimitrov, and Tom Dimitrov was a he worked for a grounds crew. He's you know, he just <laughs> did just... the fields and stuff. <laughs> and so you know it was just a, you know a culmination. Scotty O'Brien, it was a, it was t- a t- tremendous t- yeah. group. Uh, I was very fortunate, obviously, to be to have that kind of a staff, and, and I learned so much from all of them that really helped me become a better coach. But Nick, especially Nick, Nick was just. Nick's just a great, great football coach. Every aspect of coaching, he's good. he's good at.
2: All right. Well, the, we're going go to the drive of the week. I did all I can do for you. Yeah. It's up to you now. Just, the floor is yours. Uh, you can go interceptions. You can go drives. You know, we're pretty liberal here. We're just yeah.
1: Not- well, I mean, you know, Steph's play was a big play. not really, you know, I think that took it to a, a two-score game at that point. Uh, at least. Would that make it twenty-three to ten? So what quarter was that? So third quarter. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big one. I, you know, I thought that you know Burkehead's uh, score after the onside kick kind of put it away. Um, but look, the first drive was a big yeah. drive, just to go out there and get on top. And then we didn't, you know, didn't have very good series defensively, but offensively that was a great drive. You know, you know, control the clock, control the ball, drove it down there, put the defense in good field position, and we just didn't. You know, didn't respond as well as we did the rest of the game defensively. So, um, uh, so uh, there's, I like the, that one. Okay, great. We'll go yeah, with that one. Good yeah. one.
0: So, before we let you go, um, last week you were emphatic that you had nothing to do with the situation out in Cleveland, that it was craft TV productions. You've probably seen that Cincinnati, I guess, leaked it out to Jay Glazer. They played it all over Fox over the weekend. Certainly looks like it could be B roll for a TV fluff piece. Of, uh, of, of some individual in a documentary, but there are a lot of people nationally that are pointing the finger at you and trying to, in some way, connect you with the TV production. Do you have any reaction at all in that they're coming at you with this?
1: Yeah, I don't have anything to add. We already talked about it last week. There's nothing new. And I stand by what I said.
0: Has the league contacted you at all? Is you, are you part of the investigation?
1: Yeah, nothing I'm aware of.
0: So they haven't contacted. You haven't heard from them yet.
1: I mean, I don't know what there is to talk about.
0: Well, they're saying they're doing an investigation. So I don't know where the investigation is, obviously. Well, you need, you know. to, uh, yeah. you need yeah. to talk to them. I'm
1: I'm really focused on getting ready for Buffalo. And okay. that's. And last week I was focused on getting ready for Cincinnati. So that's what I'll do.
0: All righty. Bill, thank you very much. Have All a right. good one. Good luck against Buffalo. We're off okay. next week. So Merry Christmas to you. We you. Don't, you don't know, know who get you're going to have. Yeah. You may be okay. stuck. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Maybe Lou will come back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you scared him away. I really do. All <laughs> right. Merry, Thanks, Merry man. Christmas. Thanks, Christian. All right. We'll be right back.